If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to 1 Corinthians 11. 1 Corinthians 11, beginning with verse 23. Paul is the writer here under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. And he says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, and do this in remembrance of me. Now afterwards, the same manner, also he took the cup, which he had supped, saying, The cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. And let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if ye would judge ourselves, for if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, be ye when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. If any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation. And then Jesus says, and the rest will I set in order when I come. Father, I just thank you for the blood. I thank you for the fountain that'll never run dry. I thank you for the privilege you give us to worship, to serve, to give, and to have that hope above everything, to know that you're real. And I pray that you'd bless and honor your holy word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Communion. I don't like to tag it on the end of the service, so that's why I incorporate the whole thing together. Because I don't think it should be tagged on at the end to say we, we observe the Lord's Supper. Okay? Communion. It's a coming back together. It's like a reunion. As we come together and commune with the Lord. Now, commune to me is, is a, you can't have commune with somebody unless they are of like faith, okay? When you talk about spiritual matters, all right? It needs to be of like faith, uh, born uh, uh, again, saved, baptized, sharing together the, the, hey, the threats of life. Sharing together the blessings of life. Sharing together the things that cause and makes us operate like we do. Because, you know, listen to me. All of us operate differently. You'll have to agree. All of us operate differently. 
Every one of us in this room, if we're saved, if you talk about how we operate during the week and, and how our life goes, we're all different. We're going to leave here in a little while and we're going to go in our separate directions. What kind of direction will that be? Is it a direction that's pleasing to the Lord or it, it makes me happy, okay? We need to decide. Am I making, trying to make myself happy or am I trying to please others or am I trying to make the Lord happy and please God? I've learned that it's best for me to please God because I can't please everybody all the time. When I think about that communion, I think about rededication. I, I think about uh, reunion, uh, coming back together with the Lord Jesus Christ if we have, have gone astray. And uh, communion is nothing to do with salvation, but it's what follows salvation because Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. And he said, as often as you do it, you're showing forth my death until I come. How could anybody forget the Lord? I praise God for our, our deacons who go to our shut-ins and share communion with them. I think that's special. I think it's, it's a blessing. I think it shows love. And it's again, it's communion. It's a, it's a coming together. Well, I gave the title of this communion with the Lord. And again, I thought of those old boys. I, I, I have a picture. In fact, I have two huge of the Lord's Supper, a scene. And I'm thinking, where, if, if I were in that day, where would I be in that scene? Okay, but since I'm not, I am in the scene. So where am I? In the scene of the Lord's Supper. Am I a part of what God's doing in the world? Or am I against what God's doing in the world. You got to make a choice this morning, okay? If you're lost, you need to make a choice. I'm going to stay lost or I either I'm going to get saved. Now the Bible makes it mentions in this scripture here partaking of the Lord's Supper unworthily, okay? I've heard many Christians say, well, I didn't partake today because I'm unworthy. None of us in this room are worthy, hello? Not one of us. We're only worthy when we accept the Lord Jesus as our Savior and when we confess our sins and ask him to forgive us of our sins, then we are worthy to partake. And not to partake of it means that, hey, I don't believe in his death. I don't believe in his resurrection. I don't believe in the blood. But I'm gonna tell you this. None of us needs to look at anybody today who might not partake of the Lord's Supper. You understand? Hello? You have a choice. Now, you don't have to be a member of this church to partake, all right? Only requirement is that you be saved by the Lord Jesus Christ. And far as I'm concerned, sins forgiven, you're worthy to partake. I want to look at this, this scene here uh, because these old boys that were sat around uh, with Jesus here with just common, ordinary men. Common, ordinary men. 
And when I think about them and I think about myself, communion is a time of looking back. All right? And, and when I think of looking back, uh, I think about the cross of Jesus. His veins were filled with blood. But because of the wounds, because of the nails in his hands and his feet and the spear in his side, he literally bled to death. You know, I've, I've been cut bad. I have bled a lot and I'm thinking, hey, is this going to stop? You know, where, where do you, how do you get this stuff stopped? Well, it has a clotting factor to it. But I praise God today when I think of looking back at the cross, that my Jesus shed his blood. He didn't spill it, by the way. Listen to me. If he had spilt that blood, it would have been an accident, right? He gave, and it did not clot. He shed it all, and he shed it for you, and he shed it for me. The cross is our message. In 1 Corinthians 1.18, listen to what it says. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. Now, if you're lost, you're perishing, okay? You are perishing. And you think that preaching is foolishness. Then he says, but unto us that are saved, it is the power of God. It's not my power. It's not yours. But it's God's power, it's God's authority who gave that authority to the Lord Jesus Christ that allowed him to go to the cross to pay for your sins and mine. So when I look back, I think about what he did for me and for you on that cross. He didn't have to. In fact, he asked his father to let the cup pass. And he said, but if not, hey, I'll do what you asked me to do, God. I wish it was my attitude all the time. I'll do what you ask me to do, God. I'll just do what you ask me. Secondly, when I think of communion, not only is it a time to look back, but it's a time to look inward. As I look at my own self, uh, Verse 27 says, Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of the body and the blood of Jesus. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. I underline the word examine. You know, we go to the doctor. And that's the first thing they want, they want to do. You know, what, what's the problem here? Well, here's my problem. Okay, I'm going to examine you. <laughs> hey, some parts of that examination I do not like. Hello. I mean, I don't look forward to it. <laughs> I, can, I don't have a problem sticking out my tongue, okay? But I have a problem when he says, bend over. <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't, hey. Uh, if, that, if that bothered you, I'm sorry. If you hadn't had it done, thank God, okay? <laughs> but he says, let a man examine himself. Now, nobody knows me like I know me, okay? You don't know me. Uh, I thank God you don't. You probably put me out to pasture. 
But we are charged by the word of God to examine ourselves. And we make the choice. Listen, unconfessed sin in my life or yours is a hindrance to the work of the Lord. We had a fire at our house many years ago when we lived in Pierstown. And I always kept the hose, you know, ready to go. Just always ready to go. Wintertime, I made sure it was completely drained out so it would not freeze. Faucet wrapped so it wouldn't freeze. So if we had a fire, I mean, I got it, okay? We had a fire. I ran. I turned that faucet wide open. I grabbed the hose and I took off to where the fire was. I was a volunteer fireman. I knew where to shoot the fire first, okay? I got out there to it and I mashed that lever and all it done was, what in the I know I cut it on. I mean, the fire's getting bigger. I'm getting excited. And so I ran back down through there and guess what? There was a kink in the hose. You know, that's what sin is. Sin is a kink in your life and mine that hinders us from reaching the Lord with our prayers. That's why he says, confess your sin. First John 1, 9. That first John 1, 9, if you're writing, it is not to the lost, okay? It is to us who are saved. If I confess my sins with an S, he is faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse my heart of all unrighteous living. How do I know that's to the Christian? Because of the S on sins, okay? You see, the lost person is only guilty of S-I-N, and that's not believing in Jesus. That's the only sin that they are guilty of that's gonna send them to hell. Do you understand? Hello? You could help me. Okay, that's the only sin that, that the, the, the lost is guilty of, of not accepting Christ, okay? You and I that are saved, we commit all these sins. That's why it's an S on it. And we're gonna continue to sin. God knows that, but he stands ready to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank God for salvation. Thank God for forgiveness of sin. So when we look inward, we're looking at our, ourselves, searching our heart, examining our own life. And then we make the choice whether we are worthy or not. If you let the devil control that part of your life, then you won't partake today because he'll say, hey, you ain't worthy. No, I'm not, but I've confessed my sins and God's heard my prayer and he's forgiven me of my sins, so I will partake today because I want to do it in remembrance of him. A third thing, not only looking, looking back and looking inward, but it's a time to look outward. Verse 29 says, For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. And when I say looking outward, do you know of somebody today who literally is not worthy, legal, to partake of the Lord's Supper for one reason, because they're lost, okay? You know of anybody like that? 
You know, that's a good witnessing tune. So, hey, you, what do you think about communion? Communion, what's that? You explain what communion is. You say, hey, do you not commune with the Lord? Do you not start your day out by, by praying? Do you not start your day out by calling names? Do you not start your day out by looking for somebody that you can speak to and talk to and, and witness to and share the love of God? That looking outward, okay? Jesus was looking outward when he sat with those disciple boys and, and began to talk to them and share with them and saying, hey, guys, this is the last meal. It's not going to be for a little while. I'm going to be arrested. I'm going to be betrayed. Remember Peter jumping up and shouting, hey, you don't have to do this by yourself, Lord. I'll go with you. Yeah, remember what happened. Same thing would have happened to us. We would have been willing. But when the time come for the rubber to meet the road, we'd fall, we'd fall, we'd stumble, we'd backslide. But thank God, he, he asked for forgiveness and he came back. A fourth thing, as we think about communion with the Lord, not only looking back and looking inward and looking out, but I think that in communion is a time for looking upward. Looking upward. Verse 26 says, For as often as you eat this bread, drink this cup, ye do show forth, you do show the Lord's death, and I underline, till he comes. Not if he comes, but till he comes. And then the verse 34 says, And if any hunger, let him eat at home, and ye come not together unto condemnation. And then Jesus said, And the rest will I set in order, and I underline, when I come, till I come, when I come, not if I come, not if I think about coming, not if I want to come, not if the Father says, hey, it ain't no use of going. He is coming back. He already has the order, okay? He hasn't been given the time, but he has the order that he is coming back to this earth to, to receive the church. And I'm not talking about all these buildings, y'all. I'm talking about the people of the Lord Jesus Christ. I can't imagine what kind of day that's going to be. When my Jesus, I see face to face the one who paid for my sins. I just can't imagine being in his presence. So it's so important to confess our sins and ask the Lord to have mercy upon us. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolish, but us who are saved is the power. I love the power. I love the power that God exhibits through his son. The love, the power that he exhibits uh, through his holy word. Now that we have looked at the Lord's Supper and tried to explain and the directions in which we are to look. I think about this. We are about to engage our hearts and our minds in partaking and participating in the Lord's Supper. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an event. It's a celebration to know that our Lord has done went the way, okay? And I love it. He says, I'll never forsake you. I'll never leave you. No man's going to take you out of my hand because I love you that much. 
You know, the only way that could part is for our Lord Jesus Christ to tell the devil, like he told the devil about Job, go get him. And we know that God is not going to do that, but we also know that the devil is real. And he's going to do all he can to disrupt life. As we prepare for this, our men, it's a time in which we observe the Lord's Supper. And today, come right on. And today, uh, the Bible says that he uh, took the bread and he blessed it. Brother Ray, would you lead us in prayer, please?